I am the associate pastor here. My name is Grant Hill, if I haven't met you yet. But it is a glorious day. And we're going to start in 1 John today. 1 John chapter 1. At the very beginning. I've heard that's a very good place to start. Yes? My voice will come back as I talk. 1 John 1, chapter 1 and verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. Thank you. The life was made manifest, and we have seen it, and testify to it, and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father, and was made manifest to us. That that, That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the season of hearing songs about joy. And the joy to be complete in you is to understand what has been made manifest to you. What is the season manifesting? What is the season about? And We have been called to carry a great glory here. We've been called to carry a greater glory. And it will be made manifest to you as you encounter it more in your own heart. It will be revealed, right? The Lord judges the house first, it says. Judgment comes to the house of God first, right? The Lord will ask you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Peter, at the end of the book of John, asked Jesus, well, what's going to happen to this apostle? What's going to happen to this one? Right? And what did Jesus answer? And he answered and said, don't you worry about him. If I keep him forever, what is that to you? You follow me. And the comparison in the house of God is to see what other people are doing and how they are doing it and trying to do it that way. And there is a place for babes in the kingdom to imitate the elders in the house, but sooner or later the imitation must cease and you must behold the bread and the wine yourself and take it yourself and drink it yourself and eat it yourself. And it be you and him and him and you. This, these four verses are not John the apostle repeating himself, but it looks like he is. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, the life was made manifest and we have seen it. We already know that if you read it in context. He already said that. What is he talking about? He's not doing this to be repetitive. He's not doing this to be repetitive. If we go to the very beginning, like he said, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, the very beginning of the book, 
is Genesis 1. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the earth, or over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light. And there was light. The Apostle John is actually revealing to you the Trinity at the beginning. Was, there was God, the Holy Spirit. Then there was God and a voice. He said, that which was from the beginning, that which we have heard, the voice that said, let there be light, the voice that said, let us make man in our image, the words of life. Did you catch that in John? The words of life. So the Trinity in the Old Testament is God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Word. A voice. A voice that makes itself manifest to the forefathers in the Old Testament. This is what John is saying in 1 John. I guess you got to keep your finger in 1 John 1 to understand what I'm talking about. Right? Everybody put a finger on it. Put your finger bookmark. 1 John 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. Wait, but nobody's seen God. <laughs> but we've seen his glory. All of creation reveals the glory of the Lord. What am I saying? I'm saying that the three in one at the beginning was God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and God the Word, the voice that would speak and reveal God's heart. This Word was a deity, a being that the Jews did not understand. He was mysterious. He kept showing up at random times. He kept showing up and doing random things. He kept revealing himself as different deity, a different divine people of God, different names of God. He wasn't the same. They did not know exactly who he was. But then in verse 2, it says, but this life was made manifest. The triune God had at the beginning revealed himself to Abraham as a torch of fire that spoke to him and blessed him. This, this word of life that was at the beginning came to Abraham and ate with him, broke bread with him and told Sarah, you're going to conceive a son. And she laughed at him to herself, of course. But God heard the word of life heard and said, no, I heard you. You led laugh. This word of life revealed to Moses as a burning bush cried out, said, holy, holy ground. If you know these stories, this is the Godhead word of life, the words of God that would come forth to the earth from heaven and reveal themselves in a way that we didn't understand. Yes, the Jews wrestled with him. Jacob wrestled with the word. He wrestled with it and said, I will not let you go until you speak to me a blessing by your words. And the word that the word of life gave to Jacob changed his whole life, changed his name from Jacob to Israel. Israel means prince of God. Changed him forever. And the people of his seed were princes of God, Israelites. 
Yes, Moses encountered the word of life in a bozing bush. Joshua encountered the word of life as a commander who came to win the Lord's battles. Joshua asked him, are you for us or for your enemy? What did he answer? No. No. I'm not here to pick sides. No. I am the commander of the army of the Lord, and now I have come. And Joshua set down his agenda and followed him. This is the word of life. Samuel, as a young boy, heard the word of life in the night and began a lifetime of hearing that voice whisper to him day by day, morning by morning. This is the word of life. This is who God was in the Old Testament. God the Father, who revealed himself as Yahweh on the mountain, the Holy Spirit who would fall upon him, and then this one. That's just the word. That's just a word that would be spoken forth, just this deity of God that would come forth, but yet it is God in the flesh. It's right, three in one. I'm not saying he's separate. I'm not saying he's his own thing, but yet he is. Why is this important? What did Jesus say to the devil? Go to Deuteronomy 8. Deuteronomy 8, 3. This part of the Trinity, this being of God, before the New Testament began, was all that the Jews knew as the Word. In Deuteronomy 8.3, Jesus uses this verse to quote against the devil when he tempts him in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Deuteronomy 8.3, I'm in the ESV, as you probably figured out. And he humbled you. Moses is saying this about God. And God humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of of the Lord. And he humbled you and let your hunger and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Okay, this is very interesting. God will not feed someone who is not hungry. You cannot feed a kid who will not eat. You can try. But you cannot feed a kid who's not hungry. God is the same with us. He will not feed his kids who are not hungry. He will not force feed them. He will not force you to be hungry. But he will let you be satisfied with where you are until you realize that you aren't living. And then the verse becomes alive because then it's like, oh, I am not living. So I cannot live without the word of the Lord. I cannot live without the word of life. I cannot live without my daily bread. Manna. Manna. What does manna mean? What is it? KS. Manna. Why is that? Because when the Hebrews saw it on the ground. They asked that. Mana. KS. What is it? And that is literally what it's named. 
Mana. But yet, you have to have that same mystery with the bread of life. Who are you? What is it? What are you? The word of life is a mystery. Jesus is a mystery. Jesus is a mystery. You have not figured him out. We have not been revealed the fullness of the likeness of Christ Jesus yet. Nor will we. Forever and ever we will understand and see who he is in his likeness. And when we see him in his likeness, we shall be as he is. Says that in 1 John. This is the unveiling revelation of Jesus Christ, that we with unveiled face would see him, that you would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation speaking to your hearts to understand what is the riches of the glory of the inheritance of Jesus. This is what Jesus is saying. If you understand this, your joy will be complete, it said. That we would have fellowship in the Father and of Jesus Christ, his Son, that together, when we have this revelation of the manna, the bread of life, the word of life, it is a joyous thing to be connected in the body of God, to see him as unveiled face. But we're not here for the experiences with one another. We're here to experience the one. And when we all experience the one, that's what actually bonds the house of God with unity. Because the tree is now being connected to the branches and the roots, right? The branches are not trying to connect to each other. Trees don't try to send their branches to each other. They try to go out, but the branches do try to connect with the root. Yes, but yet are they all individual? No, it's one tree of life. It's one tree of God. It's one family of God, individual members. But we are seeking the deep revelation of Jesus that we might be bonded in that experience with the face of Christ as he manifests the word of life. Yeah, this is revelatory. All right, Jeremiah 15. Man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Jeremiah 15 16. Jeremiah 15, 16. Your words were found, and I ate them. <laughs> Jeremiah, your words were found, and I ate them. Your words became to me a joy, and the delight of my heart for I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. Your words were found. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. But yet there is something to be found here. There are words to be found. There was a gentleman by the name of Watchman Nee. And he was dying, literally dying of tuberculosis. His lungs were so filled that it hurt his entire body to be lifted from the bed to be lifted from the bed he was at the he was near the end the doctor gave him four weeks i think maybe three weeks 
And so he's in the bed and he's reading these scriptures. He's reading the word. He's reading it. He's speaking the scriptures that we pray. He's, he's, he's speaking the healing scriptures that we pray and declare. But then he said there was a moment where he heard God, the word of life, give him a word. Give him a word. And it was, get up and walk. And then he says, watch me, he says, who's a mature Christian of the faith at this point, then he says, then I knew I would be healed because I had received not the word, but I found it. I found the word for me in the word of God. I don't know how, it's hard to explain, but he found Jesus, the word of life, in the word of God, speak to him the word he needed. The word for him. And then he was like, if God gave me it, it won't ever be void. It will not return void. I know the word, but now he gave it to me and I ate it. That's what Watchman Nee did. He ate it. And then what did he do? He got up and sweated in a feverish fit. He almost fell over. And he put his pants on. Barely. Barely, it says. He barely put his shoes on because he could hardly bend over. But as he walked down the stairs, sweating profusely, he doesn't even remember it because he was in such a delirium of fever, and walked down the street, he made it to the apartment where the brothers and sisters were praying for him to be healed. And he knocks on the door, and they open the door like, you know, when Peter knocked on the door, and they're like, you're here. <laughs> You're alive. Right? Remember, she, left, she shut the door and ran back to tell him, Peter's alive. That was like, watch my knee. They were astounded. They stopped praying. What do you do when the person that you asked for is healed walks into the room healed? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> they were stunned. What am I trying to get at? I'm trying to say that your words were found and I ate them. I'm saying that you can read this word all day long but not find him. But when you find yourself in the word, it changes your life. When you see it, this is the word for me. This scripture right here is what I need to eat right now in my life. This is the word I have to eat. It has to be manifest to me. Abraham heard the voice of God, but then one day Abraham ate with God. Sat down in his tent and ate with him. Ate with him. This Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. He who opens the door, I will come in and eat with him. I will dine with him. Your words have become to me a joy and the delight of my heart, for I am called by your name. O Lord God of hosts. I want you to go to the Gospel of John. I'm going to remind you how we started here, but you can go to John 1. The Apostle John in his first letter, 1 John, you're in the book of John, don't worry. That's why it begins in such a strange form, in that that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, which we have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. What is he talking about there? He's talking about his forefathers. He's talking about the testimonies of Abraham saw him with his eyes. 
Gideon saw him show up. Jacob touched him with his hands. Jacob wrestled with him concerning the word of life. This part of the triune God, the word of life, was made manifest to us, and we saw it, and we testify of it in a new way. The gospel of John's Christmas story is different than all the rest. Would you agree? Yeah? John 1. Here's how the gospel of John talks about the Christmas story. Yes? John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the Word of life. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The word of life was at the beginning. Skip over to John 6 here. This is how Jesus can say this to the Jews. John 6, it's a long chapter. You've got to go to verse 47. John 6, 47, Jesus says to the Jews, Truly, truly I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. What is going on here? This one moment, this one moment, Jesus is speaking out of the image of the word of life. He's been this for generations. He has been the word of life, the bread of life for generations, generations upon generations. The Jews have encountered the word of life, and here he is in front of them, and they don't recognize him. And he comes out, if you would, from the son of man. <laughs> he comes out from the phrase, the son of man. I am the son of man. The son of man cannot find a place to rest. The son of man, the son of man, the son of man. He says, no, no, no. I am the word of life. And the spirit in him speaks forth and he can't help but say, no, 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 no. I've been coming to you. I've been making my mess, myself manifest to you, who you've touched, who you've seen, who you've heard. Here I am. I am the bread of life. And if you just get me now, you will always have me forever. Eternal life is in me. I am revealing myself to you. Now I am in the flesh. And I'll never leave you or forsake you. Now I am the servant that came to serve the whole flock. Now I am the shepherd to be struck. But I've always been the bread of life. I've always been the word of life. It's amazing, right? Go back to 1 John. Let's keep reading our Christmas story. 1 John, or John chapter 1, I should say. John chapter 1. John chapter 1, the Christmas story, verse 9. Yes? We stopped where the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. 
the word of life was the light of man. The word was in the beginning, and the word was God, and the word was with God. This is God. Nine, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Oh, 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 yes. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. This changes how you see this season, I hope. He was in the world. How, did, how was he in the world? He showed up. He walked. He revealed himself as, to Joshua and Moses and Gideon and Daniel and Ezekiel and Samuel and Abraham and Jacob. He was in the world. And the world was made through him by his voice, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own people. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. <laughs> the child came so that we could be children. The child came so that we could be children of God, who were born not of blood, nor born of the will, nor born of the flesh, nor born of the will of man, but he was born of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth, John bore witness about him, that's John the Baptist, and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was already before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Now listen to this. For the law was given through Moses. By what? The word of life. <laughs> grace and truth, though, has come from Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. God has made him known. But no one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's God, but by the Father's side. God has made him known. And that is how John is talking to us in 1 John. We saw him full of grace and truth. This word of life, the word made manifest, became manifest to us. And we have seen it, and we testify to it, and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us at that time, in that season, in that day. That which we have seen and what we have heard from him, we proclaim to you also that you may have fellowship with us and that you may have your joy complete. The Christmas story, according to the Apostle John, is that God has made him known. Do you catch it? No one has seen God. He's been sitting at the Father's hand, but God has made him known. That's why we sing his name. And in this time, what you will get out of it is how much you put into the manifest presence of the word of life. When we take and eat of that blood, when we take and re reside in him, when we abide in him, he will reveal the greater glory, the greater face, the greater revelation of who he is. And when we see who he is, we go, ah, God has made him known. 
It's different when somebody else encounters Jesus. Right? People get a little feisty, jealous. How come Jesus revealed himself to you and not to me? That is competition. It won't last. Until, right? The parents do it all the time. Why did he get more cookies than I get cookies? Why did he get a bigger piece of cake than I got a bigger piece of cake? And what happens? Sooner or later, the parent just says, if you would just look at me and not worry about your brothers, right? if you would just look at me and not worry about your sister, if you would just look at me, how much more could I give you? You don't even know the blessings that will come upon you. Because you only care about what's happening with your siblings. It's the same for the house of the Lord. What, is my, what are they getting? How did they get it? How can I get it the same way that they got it? But that's not, I found your word. And I ate it for myself. And it gave me the desires of my heart. And fulfilled my day with joy. That is what we're after, beloved. Amen? So let's stand and let's pray. And if you need prayer for anything, we'll be up here. And next Sunday, we will have more Christmas songs. I promise. Okay? We don't have service on the 24th in this building. That's Christmas Eve. But we will celebrate the 30th or 31st, whatever that is, after. Okay? So only two out of the three coming up. Well, Holy Ghost, here we are, and we honor your word, and I praise you, Jesus, and I ask that you would make yourself manifest as you revealed yourself to John and Peter and to James and to Paul and to Philip and to Nathaniel, Lord. Lord, you showed yourself differently even to the twelve. And God, we... We see where we've been competing or where we get jealous and we ask that you would forgive us, that you would lead us and grant us to repentance, that you would open our hearts to the revelation of Jesus Christ, that we with unveiled face would see you manifest, that we would eat of you the bread of life, that we would know you as we've never known you, that you would call us to places we've never been called before and we'd believe you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 This message was brought to you by the Garden Gathering Church, a family of spirit-filled believers in San Angelo, Texas. We long to encounter God's presence and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.thegardenstc.org to realize how the revelation of Jesus Christ can fulfill your mandate in the kingdom of heaven.